And this Go. ball in the air, deep right center Go. field. Two-run home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, he'll watch it go Chuck Nasty. Two-run home run, David Dahl. And Nolan drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. Fellas, you know if you want to get your downstairs taken care of, then you got to take care of your downstairs, your family jewels, your boys. And if you're taking care of your boys, the best way to do that is to get Manscaped. And the best way to get Manscaped is to use that promo code DNVR20 to get 20% off plus free shipping at manscape.com whether you're getting a new razor that lawnmower 3.0 get nice and close without any worries about the nicks or you're getting some spritzer some shower gel some deodorant the most comfortable pair of boxers you've ever worn in your life a really nice travel bag for all that stuff whatever it is it's great quality and you're getting it at manscape.com for 20% off plus free shipping when you use that code dnvr20 Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use that promo code DNVR20 and you will save 20% off your entire purchase of the CBD infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life altering Strava Craft Coffee. I am your host, Drew Creaseman. I am the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And on this episode, uh, the Colorado Rockies have lost uh, out of from now uh, after losing today to the Dodgers by a score of five. Uh, you know, Antonio Sensatella was uh, uh, the defense in that key play, of course, in the one inning went. Uh, Not to and, mention. Right, 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 right. Uh, for a minute there, the offense kind of went... Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And now, you know, they have lost out of their last... Uh, and um, it is... Uh, and they are two games. Uh, there's, I'll throw it out. I'll, I'll give you one number. Two games under 500 after this massive beatdown here at the hands of the Dodgers. Uh, they haven't won in weeks. <laughs> it's uh, It's getting ugly out there. Yeah, it's probably somewhat apt that this loss, this sweep uh, that was completed by the Dodgers, and now the seven-game losing streak comes on the same day as SummerSlam because that's one <laughs> way to describe pretty much everything that's happened since the first two weeks of the season. Getting, getting slammed. Uh, really just the one competitive game in the series where, of course, they got walked off on, of course. Come on, what are you new here? Uh, but yeah, let's go on. Uh, but this was, uh, yeah, I really don't know, Patrick, w- w- <laughs> we could dive into the details of this one. I don't know that anyone really wants that. I, I do think, you know, to whatever extent we can get into the meat of when this game was competitive before it just turned into nonsense late and the Dodgers hitting seven home runs and, 
you know, James Pazos and Ashton Godot and stuff. Um, we can start with the lineup. What was your initial? What was your initial take on the lineup? Because obviously Nolan was out, so obviously that's going to change some, you know, the restructuring of the lineup. And and I liked it. You know, last night I, I really wanted to, to go out, and I didn't mention it on the podcast that I thought, you know, hey, let's drop Arenado to fifth in the order, right. and let's go ahead and restructure it. So Story's batting third, you know, Blackman's batting cleanup, and you've got Tapia and Hampson at the top, and Coincidentally enough, that was what we saw. We saw Tapia, Hampson, uh, then it went Blackman, and Story went down to clean up. What was your your thought on mixing it up a little bit on Arenado's day off? I, I actually really liked the lineup when it came out. I, I liked the way that it looked. I liked the even the length of it with Hilliard and Diaz down at the bottom bringing more punch than uh, uh, Chris Owings, Tony Walters, you know, so that that, that might to some degree mitigate the lack of Nolan and um you, you know it's not how, how it turned out obviously though Hilliard had another uh, impressive performance and so you're continuing to see some growth there in a young man who had plenty of questions and still has plenty of question marks there but he's maybe starting to give you know incomplete answers to those questions but he's got a sentence started right so, starting to write some of that stuff in so uh yeah I I, I honestly thought, you know, hey, I, I could see the Rockies stealing this one with this lineup. Obviously, it seems a silly thought to have had now. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know that you can put too much uh, blame on them. I, I thought they came out with a decent approach against Stripling even. They were hitting the ball in the air, uh, which is kind of what you have to do against him. Uh, a couple of line drives at some guys. Tapia had, like, three identical warning track outs to left field. <laughs> just, like, getting just barely underneath the baseball, but going the right way with it and hitting the ball in the air to the big part of the field. Uh, so, yeah, I, I didn't think there was anything especially egregious about the Rockies' approach on offense. Obviously, there were some egregious moments on the base paths for Daniel Murphy in, in particular that was beyond – that was, that was that's unacceptable. I don't know what the hell he's doing there running home – with runners at second and third and nobody out. That's a symptom of, of what's happening right now, I think, with the Rockies, is is trying to do too much. And obviously yeah. Nolan has been trying to do that uh, throughout this stretch. And there you see Murphy trying to do too much. You know, it's much different play than what we saw Saturday night with Story kind of, you know, uh, going on that, the, the instinct of, hey, the third baseman totally deflected the ball. That's an error. I'm going to score relatively easily. And no, it, it ended up kicking up to, to Seager. So totally different plays there. But yeah, it was trying to, to do too much there. But they were doing exactly what they should have with their approach, as you said, because they did hit two home runs off of Stripling in only four innings of work. And they only struck out twice. So again, they were putting the ball in place. So they were, they were all of those positives. And by the time you know Stripling had come out of the game, it was still ultimately a 2-2 ball game until you got to the bottom of the fourth with two outs and no one on base. And at that point forward, that was the beginning of the end for Antonio Senzatella with those consecutive singles to Peterson, Muncie, and then Kike Hernandez goes and 
hammers that three-run home run that, that ultimately put the game out of reach for Colorado. That was it. And really, that was, the game. that was just the moment where you go, no, they're they're not coming back from this. You know, against another team, you know, a different time in which you're just you're sure. just playing any a, other a team in of baseball games. a five to two deficit right there. You're like, well, okay, but it's like you said, what was it the fourth or the fifth inning? You're like, yeah, it's time, but not this team. At, not now. Yeah, that was the game right there. And, and, and absolutely brutal that they could have had the third out of the inning right before that. Um, I'm making enough people mad today, so I may as well go ahead and defend Daniel Murphy despite the fact that he had an absolutely abhorrent baseball game. But again, I try to do that. I try to carve out nuance. I try to separate. I try to isolate. On this play, he dove for the baseball. I saw a lot of people saying he has to know where Brendan Rodgers is behind him and not dive for that. Nobody, no coach, I've I've never heard a coach in baseball ever tell a fielder who's playing in front of another fielder, don't go for the baseball. You go for the baseball. He has to dive for that. He can't just not try to field it. And if Brendan Rodgers isn't in perfect position and set to make a really good play, and Daniel Murphy just decides to not feel the baseball. Are we really going to act like there wouldn't be, uh, again, so like Daniel Murphy deserves a ton of blame for what has gone on lately. He's not hitting well. He's been a total disaster on the base pads and defensively. Um, All of that is deserved. But on that play, you got to try to make the play, and it's, Dumb ass luck that it bounced off his glove and just out of the reach of Brendan Rodgers, instead of like the Dodgers had the other day, right to him for an easy out. That's right. Yeah, the ball's going in the hole, so he's just reacting instinctually. And I think even if that ball gets by, Rodgers is still going to have to make an athletic play. I think he he gets the ball in front of him, but look at where his positioning is. He's almost on that that right field foul line now, not literally, but he's so far over that think about the the where that throw is going to go and if he throws it in the baseline just a little bit you know you you could potentially have a collision there or something it's it's a much harder spot for a first baseman to then stretch out to make a play so i don't think it was you know a a guaranteed thing that it's a you know a routine four three i i think i feel confidently in in rogers defensive abilities that he would have been able to make that play but it it was no guarantee so yeah he's he's just responding you know off 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 the bat with that play and again it's it's just unfortunate that that has to happen in a game where he makes that error and it just kind of it leads to this thing where man everything that could go wrong for Colorado seems to be going wrong except for the injuries there they haven't been dealing really with injuries to any major key players obviously excluding David Dahl who wasn't contributing much uh, offensively right. so far this year so they've been lucky and and Oberg I keep I keep forgetting too and that's, that's not because it also because it's not an injury thing he's never been not that a normal, factor right he's never been on the active yeah. roster to go right oh that's a subtraction but obviously going into the season you're right he's a major part of this bullpen which has, has had its its holes it's had its issues yeah yeah that, I mean they'd definitely be better with him and that's a tough loss but yeah I mean uh, I, I'm with you there, and <laughs> that's right, Joseph. We do. We we miss Oberg, and um, you know, at, at that point, it, it spirals out of control, and you don't kill yourselves trying to come back and win that game, and you throw out your relievers that amount to the NFL equivalent of playing press defense and just letting them 
and do the thing. But yeah, as we have said many times before, the Rockies are not as talented as the Dodgers. Probably nobody in baseball right now is as talented as the Dodgers. And this was the absolute worst time to be playing them, at least in terms of trying to get yourself to feel better about the terrible stretch that came before it. It's a fine time to have this terrible stretch if we recognize in a quick deep breath here that they're two games under 500, that they're coming up now against teams who are not the Dodgers for a minute. They fare much better against not the Dodgers. If you look inside the numbers, <laughs> when, they're, when they're playing not the Dodgers, much better baseball team. There are 28 other teams in MLB nicknamed not the Dodgers. That's so right. That's right. you like Colorado's odds to play <laughs> well over the course of a normal 162-game seasons where you're playing typically not the Dodgers, except for the series in which you're playing the Dodgers. The Dodgers, yeah. Always always a brutal one when that happens. I love Ossiel saying, refuse to panic until the end of August. That's right. Stick in there. Uh, <laughs> hang on. But, uh, you know... We've talked a lot about how strange and weird and interesting this season was going to be and is and, and all of that, Patrick. And I, I find myself inclined to, I guess, just de- like so day to day. Like we have, you know, I the brain gets melted in all of this stuff because I'm not used to talking about a playoff seeding, right? Like, but that's really what we have here is a 60 game season where eight teams in the National League are going to make the playoffs, and then they got to, you know, one plays eight and so on and, and so forth. It's like the NBA. And, you know, we're, we're, we all have to overreact to small sample sizes because they mean so much more. But then we all try to have them mean conclusions. It's like what – so I, I don't know what to draw from the – conclusions of the last two weeks is it bad baseball yes has it been unlucky baseball yes what conclusions do we draw from this i still don't think we're gonna know for a couple of weeks and that remains the most frustrating thing probably about the game of baseball it's precisely right i mean that that's why there's 162 games because you fail more times than you succeed you know you're a hall of famer if you make an out seven out of nine times when you you come up to the plate or when you put the ball in play it's that's that's what baseball is it's kind of created to to break your heart to defeat you to knock you down sometimes if you're in the batter's box and you have you know an orange letter h on the top of your hat there are pitchers quite literally trying to knock you down and that's part of the the beauty and 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 the pain that is baseball whether you play it or whether you're a fan of the game or you cover it for the media so, you know, when the Rockies go out tomorrow at, at Chase Field, they're not going to remember, you know, being caught in a rundown between third and, and home if you're Trevor Story. If you're Daniel Murphy, you're not really going to be thinking about going to your right and trying to backhand and, and make a really athletic play, which he very nearly did. You're, if you're Nolan Arenado, you're going to have to block out any of those moments that you came up with runners in scoring position. And it's a new chance to write a new story. Um, again, for us in the media, literally every game is an opportunity right. for us to write a new story. And for baseball players, they've been doing that since they were children to say, it doesn't matter what happened yesterday. Now is a moment that I have. And, and that, that's something 
that speaks to me as, as a human being, that every day when I wake up, much like baseball players in a baseball game, I have an opportunity to do something special or an opportunity to right a wrong or to fix something, whatever it may be. I have another opportunity and a chance to not say, well, this is who I am and this defines me. And every day, the Rockies are going to go out, whether it's five, six, or now a seven-game losing streak, they have an opportunity to try to redefine themselves and win a ball game. And they're, they're going to have to do that tomorrow night in Phoenix. Yeah. And, you know, back to your first question about the lineup and, you know, even the, uh, the decision to sit Nolan Arenado, uh, I think was almost a tacit concession. And I'm sure there are some people that hate it by Bud Black that I was going to say that they can't beat the Dodgers, but that's, <laughs> that's not quite fair that it's unlikely that they're going to beat the Dodgers. And more than that, it's unlikely. It's really unlikely that they're going to catch the Dodgers. That's the concession. Yes. That's the, catch okay. the Dodgers. Yeah. Okay. Glad because I, uh, you need Nolan Arenado and I know you're headed with this. You need Nolan Arenado to make the playoffs. You do not need Nolan Arenado on Sunday to beat the Dodgers in one game, partially because Nolan Arenado is not in the right space, whether it's mentally, physically, whatever it is, just in the batter's box, he's not in that place. So you give him the day off and you say, okay, great, now we have 32 more ball games that we can win that are much more important than one ball game. Right, and you got this set coming up with Arizona and and you need those because what did we say at the beginning? Remember when the schedule came out, Patrick, and we, we had this whole conversation about the path to the postseason for the Rockies, which was actually really fun and, and a unique thing to do for a baseball season. We would never do that in any other Love year. That. Um, and we basically said this year comes down to what? Can they beat the Padres and the Diamondbacks? We, we never at any point for, for whatever <laughs> I get on Twitter about whatever my position may be on the Rockies and defending whoever I may defend. Never once did we ever say, hey, look, they're going to get the Dodgers. That was not, there was no, like, the only path for them doing that was to play really hot and have great things happen for them and have a lot of things fall their way and that hasn't obviously happened. They got to take care of the Padres and the Diamondbacks. And so far, they've played those two teams on average, right? They've taken from the Padres that lost to the Diamondbacks on. It's kind of averaged out so far. And I know the Padres have gotten really hot now, but you got to take care of the teams in front of you. This series with the Diamondbacks, in a way, is much more important than this series with the Dodgers. I know, look, everybody, I know. I've been doing it for 27 years, too. I know it sucks to lose to the Dodgers every year, all the time. Every time it sucks. It sucks to lose to the Dodgers more than it sucks to lose to anybody else. I get it. But they need to beat the Diamondbacks more than they need to beat the Dodgers. You can lose the battle, but you want to win the war. And that war is the World Series. And so this year, yeah, the Rockies have that great opportunity with eight playoff spots that, okay, they, they don't need to win the division. In fact, they don't even necessarily need to be in second place. So... That being said, who would those other teams be that they would battle for? And, and yes, it's, it's the, the Padres, it's the Diamondbacks, even though right now the Giants are in the midst of a six-game winning streak, and they've actually shot ahead 
of Colorado. And now Colorado, while they have the eighth best record in the National League, they are not in the playoffs right now because the top two teams from each division make the playoffs and the Mets, while right. they are, are, have a worse <laughs> winning percentage, they would get in right. over the Rockies. So that, that aside, it's, it's those games against the, the, the teams that are, are vying for your spot in the playoffs. And frankly, the, the Dodgers are in a completely different league than the Rockies and, and the rest of the NL West and, and possibly even the rest of the National League. So they are doing things you know beyond that. So it's not crazy to say, you know what, the Diamondback series is more important than the Dodgers series. Doesn't mean you throw it away. Doesn't mean you sit all of your best players. They sat in Nolan Arenado for a very specific reason, which we just went over. And yes, they got their butts handed to them, but no one got hurt. There, there was some some good play pride. in general, <laughs> right? Since yeah, Tella yeah. came away with uh, with a much more heightened ERA, unfortunately, but yeah. they came away relatively unscathed putting forth their best effort, as disappointing as it was, but they are still in a very solid position to at least split this four-game series. And it's crazy to think after, you know, what they how they went into that Arizona series at Coors Field two weeks ago to where they're at now, and the best-case scenario, the best-case scenario is taking two of four. Yeah. And so... Because it was brutal out there, and we still got to give a king of the game to somebody, because our friends at DraftKings are so, so generous. And so are all of you. Look at all of you hanging out and asking us questions and still doing this thing after the disaster. So guess what? Guess who's our draft king of the game? It you. You. You are the draft king of the game. Anyone who watched the game until the final out, Rockies got they butt whooped. But use that code DNVR at the DraftKings Sportsbook. You, the fan who watched that game and are now either watching a live show on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, or listening to the podcast, you you are the hero of this game. <laughs> that That's how we need to refer to our fans. Like, you kings out there. That's, that's right. how we, if, if this season continues to go this way, that might be it. So for all the kings listening right now or watching this uh, eventually on, on YouTube or, or downloading it to listen to it um, via podcast. You are a king out there, and uh, we appreciate you. The Rockies appreciate you, and yeah, they'll win couldn't, this month. Could not in good conscience uh, give it to a, for the first time this year, give it to a member of the Colorado Rockies. Just couldn't do it. And and Sensatella was close, and you do need, you know give him a tip of the cap. If he gets out of that inning, maybe goes out, pitches another Quality one and the Rockies still lose. We're still here talking about Sanzatella. And honestly, the way he handled the first couple of innings, I, I'm still on that train of like, he's a whole new pitcher and that stuff is great. But no, you, you got to earn it a little more than that. And, and it turned into an ugly one for him out there today. So congratulations to you, the fan, I, I, <laughs> I suppose. I think Ryan McMahon was a consideration too. You know, he, sure. he did hit um, a solo home run that, that tied it up 2-2. And again, He's filling Crushed in. Crushed that ball. And, oh, yeah, that, 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 was, that was a thing of beauty, 429 feet from home plate. And, you know, for what it's worth, you, you have to block these things out of your head mentally. But, hey, he's playing third base. He's playing Nolan's spot. You know, he's batting up there in the order a little bit because he had been towards the bottom. But 
you know, he comes through in a big spot in the, there and, and, and still has a, a two-hit day. So you you like what you see out of him and you say, okay, you, you, you did it in a relatively big spot, at least at that time. Uh, again, in his general area, he's a, he's a California kid, so uh, you really like, like to see that out of him. And maybe on a different day, under different circumstances, he's able to finish the job and uh, McMahon is our king. But appreciate you kings out there. Love it. Love it. We gotta, we'll, we'll get that on a shirt at some point. And I do need to give, there's a couple other points and a few questions I want to ask. Nope. I want to answer before we get out of here. Uh, but I got to give a shout out to our friends over at WGT Golf. My favorite video game golf game in the world. Most of our fans out there, I can't speak for everybody, but it sure does seem to be popular because we've had to open up a third country club clubhouse over at dnvrgolf.com. You can join it, DNVR3. It's a whole lot of fun. You can play closest to the hole or uh, or closest to the hole or full stroke play. We got it written in here, full manscaped play on here all of a sudden. <laughs> I didn't realize someone had changed the ad read to full manscaped play, if you're wondering why I'm tripping over my words here. Suddenly. It's an ad within our ad, basically. Oh. So, so fantastic. Uh, down at Pebble Beach, Beth Page Black, St. Andrews, and more. You can compete against us or each other. Talk a little bit of trash. We got weekly weekend tournaments. It's a great deal of fun. So, again, it's totally free. No reason to miss out on it at dnvrgolf.com. Yeah, come at me hard because right now I'm in 10th place right now in the Asteroscope. Oh. So, oh, there it is. Let's go. Yeah, knock got? them out of that top 10. Get what you can. That's right. Um, so, Patrick, in the same category of remembering that the Rockies are not in a race with the Dodgers, they're in a race with the National League, uh, something that I was just looking over. Check this. this is the last 10 games for everybody in the NL. Cubs, 4-6. and six. Cardinals, 5-5. Five and five. Milwaukee, 4-6. and six. Cincinnati, 4-6. and six. Pittsburgh, 4-6, and six, which is a massive improvement for Pittsburgh. In the East, Atlanta five and five, Miami three and seven, New York five and five, Washington five and five, Philadelphia four and six. I don't want to talk about the Dodgers. San Diego's the one team that's we talked about them earlier being hot. They're seven and three. The Giants are the first other team other than the Padres have gotten to here. They're over five hundred at six and four. The Giants with a little bit of a run there. The Rockies, you know, and then the Diamondbacks five and five. Nobody in the National League, other than the team, the Dodgers, who we're not, we're going to stop talking about as soon as we humanly can. Um, no one's running away with this thing, and so the you know the Rockies is as bad as they've been. They're a good week away from being in the top half of the National League right again. It's it's, it's pretty amazing to think. Yeah, that that's a good context to to kind of bring to this conversation because. Yeah, we've we've been talking about it for the last week. They've lost seven straight days. This entire week has been nothing but L's for the Rockies. And, you know, you've written about it, and people don't seem to, to like the idea that the Rockies aren't doing well. They don't like being reminded of that. And to what degree they don't like being reminded of it. So let's look at it from a different context. Or rather, let's try to look at it in proper context. Only six teams in the National League have a record of 500 or better at the time that we're recording this. And two of those six teams 
have missed major time because of COVID-19 positive tests. So they've got a lot of double headers ahead of them, particularly St. Louis, and we don't know what the impact of those 14 inning games uh, or days, I should say, a, a pair of, of seven inning double headers are going to you know do to their bodies and how much they're going to break down. So a lot remains to be seen from both the Marlins and the Cardinals. So this thing is still wide open because again, since every game is worth three times as much in a week's time, you can go from the bottom of the NL West up to being a playoff team. We're looking at you, San Francisco Giants. You won six games in a row. You're getting the job done. You went from sellers to maybe buyers. Not sure what's going on there, but you get in the playoffs. It doesn't matter. You have a chance to win your fourth World Series ring in basically a decade. So the, this thing is it's not an something. open and shut case by no on the, on the back of Donovan Solano. <laughs> and <laughs> Logan Webb, world, yeah. Straight to the World Series, baby. Can we all just, can I, look. <laughs> Here's my final, my, my final baseball plea of the day. Um, can we all have fun with this season and recognize that it's a privilege that we get to have it a little bit? Like, look, that doesn't mean that, uh, and I'm not climbing up on a high horse for anyone who's being highly critical of the team and, and wants to reach conclusions and wants to trade everybody off or fire people. Or if, if that is your analysis and that's the conclusion it leads you to fan media, otherwise rock and roll, you do you. But I just, I, I'll let me speak for me. Let me, let, let me turn this around. Let me not speak to and speak instead for me. I am choosing to enjoy a 60 game baseball season and that Trevor Story made one of the best defensive plays I've seen him make in his career out there today. And that Sam Hilliard hit a home run on accident late in the game, like just by throwing the bat out there because he's just that dude. And seeing the growth of Antonio Senzatella and every time Daniel Bard takes the mound. And so... I am going to try to choose and, and, and hope that today was maybe the, the, the most stressful day that I, I have on the social media or the whatever, because I, I really feel like it's it, it like, man, it's, it's all weird. It's 60 games. We can't overreact. Let's have fun with it. I know losing is terrible. Nobody likes to lose, but yeah, that I'll just, I'll just say that finally. That's, that is my mindset. I am choosing to enjoy and appreciate the fact that we get baseball at all this season. And I'm going to accept the results, odd or predictable as they may be, and not fight about it every damn day. Typical 162-game seasons. We've, we've, of course, said it's a marathon a million times over. But it's also a waveform, I think, of highs and lows and overreactions, underreactions. And this year, while it being much shorter, is both of those things. You, you can't overreact to things, and you also can't underreact to things, right? Nolan Arenado, we know, is, is a guy who's ticketed for Cooperstown you know, Baseball Hall of Fame in, in upstate New York. And yet, as poorly as he's been, his manager decided, well, you know what, I can't underreact to this I, I actually do need to do something and so he did that and he decided to to give him the day off which is 
was quite apt, right? Um, you also can't overreact and, you know, shuffle the lineup up in a, in a crazy way and then decide, you know, Josh Fuentes is now our, our, our starting third baseman, or excuse me, our starting first baseman. That would be an overreaction. Yeah, that, have him start permanently at third base. Yeah, <laughs> like, we're too. trading Charlie Blackman. That's a way to free Fuentes, yeah. Or, again, yeah, make make a drastic trade like that. You can't do either of those things where, in a normal season, you might actually do something like that. So, you know, all, all bets are, are off. And, you know, if you are listening to this next Sunday, we could be having a completely different dialogue altogether after uh, a series, four-game series on the road in Arizona and three games at home against the Padres – with the with the Giants coming to town right after that, everything could change, or it could at least just balance out and level out. And you go, okay, now this is the team that we expect. There are some some highs, some lows, but overall, they're they're leveled off. It just is rather wild to to see them sprint out in front and then immediately say, I'm going to stop at this aid station. And drink some water. I'm gonna hang out, schmooze, wave to the other runners as they go by in this, you know, half marathon, if you want to call it that. And but eventually they're gonna go. Wait a minute. Come on. We're runners. Let's go. As the the Giants are ahead of them, Diamondbacks, Padres, they're gonna start running again. And before you know it, they're gonna be back in the race. And you're gonna look at the leaderboard and go, All right, they they got a they got a chance to to make the final eight and. They're, the podium is a lot bigger this year, right? Yeah. There's not spots really for for five teams in, in each league. Now there's eight. So they've expanded the, the podium, and the Rockies are going to have a shot. Right now they're just really enjoying the water at the aid station right now. <laughs> just, just, just hanging out. Oh, wow. That was, that was a remarkable metaphor, sir. <laughs> I, I tip my cap to thee. Uh, I also tip my cap, by the way, to our friends over at Colorado Rugby. Man, there are some fun things going on with the rugby situation. Uh, I know our guy Colton Strickler has got you all up to date on the details with the DNVR Rugby podcast. Uh, He has been covering all this big stuff that's going on in the world of rugby. It's really, really exciting. The biggest thing for me, though, is what's happening here in Colorado. I know there have been some expansions. People in other places are getting stuff. That's great. Happy for rugby. Happy for other parts of the world. But check it out. I'm a huge Colorado guy. You're huge Colorado people. And you want to prove that sports here can be the centerpiece, the epicenter of what's going on. And both the men's and women's USA Eagles 15 teams are going to be right here in Glendale, Colorado, making this the place to be for rugby. Infinity Park is absolutely gorgeous. I promise you will enjoy your time there. If you've never watched rugby before, give it a shot. It's fun. It might be nice to watch a sport where your mood for the day doesn't necessarily depend on the outcome. You know, it'll start to once you get into it because it's a whole lot of fun. But check them out again over there at the DNVR Rugby Podcast with Colton Strickler. Follow them on Twitter. It's a really really fun game you're gonna have a good time uh and patrick (laughs) because uh speaking of rugby and and people throwing each other around and all of that because it's all i i can do because you're right coming up here this is the stretch 
We're going to dive into it over these next couple of days. Now's the time for the Rockies to get hot. But the hottest night of the summer is SummerSlam. You know that. I know that. You mentioned it. You brought it up. I can't let you get out of here without giving me your winner, at least in Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, for the WWE Championship. Strowman Fiend, I mean, that stuff's getting crazier and crazier, and I don't even know. Well, you know what, brother? The man <laughs> coming out of Scotland, six foot something, Drew yeah. McIntyre with yeah, height that you simply yeah. can't teach, yeah. is going to put down the apex predator and continue his reign as the WWE champion. And there's no two ways about that, big brother. Big McIntyre guy. McKinney. My voice wasn't raspy brother, enough there. Brother, let me tell you something, mean gene. That's it. Ooh, yeah. Actually, you can't tell from my new design, but I do have a very special. I was wondering when I would show this, and literally the day after I put it up, uh, a Macho Man bobblehead. And it's not just a Macho Man bobblehead. It's a Macho Man baseball bobblehead. It's relatively rare. It was given away, uh, I think, in 2018. Tampa Tarpons It's a type of fish. But this was one of the teams that uh, Randy Coolbaugh, no, Randy Poffo, excuse me, that's his real name, Randy Macho Man Savage. Right. Randy Poffo, uh, he was a Cardinals minor league ball player, and they made a bobblehead out of him. Here he's wearing striped pants there. And it's a ba- this is a baseball bobblehead. He's got a little logo on his hat. Dig it. Yeah. Fun fact. Dig it, brother. Snap into a bobblehead. That's it. I'll tell you what's going to be match of the night, though. Sasha Asuka? Banks and Asuka, yeah. Anything with Asuka. Honestly, I've kind of forgotten. Yeah. I had forgotten who she was going against, but it was just like, odds are it's going to be Asuka. Yeah. Yep. She's amazing. She's absolutely amazing. Wait, was it Sasha Banks and Asuka or Bailey and Asuka? I think it's Sasha Banks. Yeah. Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville. Dominic Mysterio is wrestling. Yeah, in a street fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a child, though. I mean, why would He's Seth huge. Rollins... It's been a while since I've watched. <laughs> I but Seth Rollins <laughs> right. taking on a nine-year-old boy. That little boy from the ladder match. Because it's like, Slam. it's great. Because in the in the world... Oh, um, that was a SummerSlam match. And so he's making his actual Eddie? wrestling debut at SummerSlam. Way to go, Dominic Mysterio. Well, that's kind of the We've thing in the WWE. <laughs> in, the, in the wrestling universe, guys don't age, right? Like, even when they have, like, WrestleMania, they'll do it where... Guys will come back, like the NWO comes back, they're all like 60 years old, but they'll just do their spots real quick, you know, and, and power bomb somebody. And you're like, wow, Kevin Nash is still looking good. Like, you just don't <laughs> age. So by that token, Dominic Mysterio is still nine years old. <laughs> all right, well, then I'm going to take him to lose the street fight to Seth Rollins. Then. <laughs> uh, it's going to be an interesting card. I'm going to go drink a bunch of Avalanche Ambers from uh, Breckenridge Brew and watch SummerSlam because that's what I do after the Rockies have lost seven in a row is I go watch men hit each other with chairs in their underwear. And they're, they're oiled up, to be fair. Straight up. Yeah. It's true. They, and they shave. They shave everywhere, too. So there's that. Very shiny. They're grunting. They're very shiny cool. men. Yeah. McKenther... Drew McIntyre, very hairy, hairy Scottish boy. So. Yeah, he goes that route. That's a, it's a Shawn Michaels thing. There's not too many yeah. guys that do that. Maybe a Barry Horowitz if we're really going to go back to, like, 
jobbers of the eighties. So um, Brutus the Barber. No, he had, he was shaving. He might have had you a would better think, boot it, tie. Wouldn't it be ironic if Brutus the Barber Barber was one of the few guys who had hair? <laughs> ah, yes. Yeah, the, he never had any kind of hair versus hair match. Well, no, he probably did. He probably did. Um, you know, he was a cutting and a strutting. Well, now that we've lost everybody in the audience, uh, we're going to go ahead and sign this thing off. Thanks for hanging out. Sorry about the baseball. Uh, we do appreciate you continuing to hang out with us. And we know that for whatever reason, you're going to be back here with us tomorrow as the Colorado Rockies begin their set against the Arizona Diamondbacks. We'll be breaking it down for you. So you got to subscribe to the DNVR.com so you don't miss any articles that you can get really mad at me for writing. You got to get on social media. Follow us at Drew Creaseman, at Patrick D. Lyons, at DNVR underscore Rockies. And you also got to make sure to just take a couple of deep breaths, drink a couple of Breck brews, if that's your thing, remain absolutely awesome so that we can remain absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.